happy to have you on the program today. I'm Megan Mozak, joined by Kurt Cassidy and Dr. Paul Mettler. And we have another great show for you today surrounding retirement, your retirement future and what it's going to take for you to retire successfully. Let's face it, that's what we all want. Kirk and Paul, they have a unique way of approaching that. We're going to be giving you information on how you can get registered for courses, the, co- the courses that Kirk and Paul teach at local universities. These are seven to eight hour courses. They're taught on Saturdays. And this is a download of information, ladies and gentlemen, for you to walk away with having a better understanding of all that's involved in having that successful retirement. And Kirk, Paul, it's great to be back with you. I want to talk about simple versus complex. When the two of you think about what retirement is today, 21st century retirement, is it a simple process or would you say this is a bit more complex than the past? Well, I would argue that our industry tries to keep it simple, right? Um, And as the consumer, I think they like simple. And the challenge with simple is that simple isn't always better. A cookie-cutter plan in retirement isn't going to get people uh, the best outcomes they potentially could have. I I think it's helpful to when we talk about and why Paul and I believe this is a really uh, important enough topic for us to talk about on the radio is simple better or is it worse for retirement planning? And it's something Paul and I focus on a lot because um, we believe our industry has done a really good job of conditioning the consumer their whole lives to this simplified approach to make our industry's jobs easier, right? I mean, if you think about it, if it's easy, if it's cookie cutter, if there's a simple solution, it doesn't require a lot of work to produce outcomes, which is what our industry wants, right? Candidly, they want to meet as many people as they possibly can, sit down with as many of you as possible, sell you as much as possible, and move on to the next one. And if they can make it very simple and sound simple, then they can sell more. But we would argue this uh, produces poor outcomes and many, many errors. Unfortunately, most people don't realize there's a mistake until way too late in life, um, and then their their retirement is significantly compromised. You know, Kirk, I, I want to just add one, one thing to that. I think part of the benefit uh, of being simple, and, and not benefit for you all as consumers, but benefit for the advisors, I mean, when something is complicated, it tends to be more confusing. And what do we all do when we get confused? We tend to shut down. And I think oftentimes what happens is, is, you know, the simple approach is much easier to sell, right? It's much easier to digest. Complicated things oftentimes cause confusion. Most people out there aren't experts on finance, right? Most people don't really fully understand all of the things that you have to do. And when you, you know, for the average consumer, for all of you, when things are complicated, you're, you tend to want to just shut down. And most advisors know this. So it's much easier to, to get you to agree to something when it's simple. But the reality is none of this is really simple, right? We can make it simple so it's easier to digest, but none of it is really simple. It's not. Um you know, you, you say they shut down in, in, in Paul and I, I mean, really our whole process, everything that we've created over the last 10 years has been to help facilitate and reduce the anxiety of the retirees that we try to help. Right. I mean, we teach our classes sure. and we teach thousands of people on how to properly plan for retirement. 
The whole process is designed to reduce the anxiety and fears that you as the consumer heading into retirement have in 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 the in the fears and anxiety are across the map. There are so many variables about retirement that's intimidating. Um, and our industry, you know, leverages that fear, that anxiety by oversimplifying it. So, you know, we're teaching a course over eight hours, Paul, 200 page textbook. We're barely scratching the surface. I, I'll give you an example. When Paul and I build a retirement plan for somebody, when we actually decide we're going to help somebody and work with them, it takes us 20 to 40 hours to build a plan. Now, understand we've helped thousands of people and built thousands of plans, but yet still each individual plan that we work on takes 20 to 40 hours to build. That's not simple, but it but it's intimidating, right? It's intimidating for the consumer that doesn't fully understand um, how to properly plan for retirement. And, and unfortunately, what we're fighting through our education, Paul, we're sort of fighting uphill and trying to teach people Really, our industry sort of a, I'm sorry to say, it's a little bit of a racket. It's not that complicated. It's not, investing isn't that hard. You just buy an index fund and leave it alone when you're young. That's it. It's simple. Picking stocks, t trying to time the market isn't what drives performance, study after study. Neither is actively managing portfolios, buying and selling different mutual funds. That's not what succeeds and drives performance, but it's our industry promotes that like they have some sort of voodoo that they can figure it out, which you can't figure out. So the reality is it's really about not the, what we're investing in. It's how do we take money out of the investments we're invested in? How, when, from which accounts, how do we reduce the risk when there's market volatility of taking income from an account that's going down in retirement? How do we minimize taxes? That's the big one, Paul. That's the big one our industry doesn't want to touch and they ignore. They don't want the liability and it takes a lot of time. But if you can save seven, ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year in taxes, how much less money are you going to spend in retirement? Um, how much less money of your own money are you going to spend in retirement so your money lasts longer, right? So none of that's simple, right? And that's why at the end of the day, Paul and I started teaching these classes ten years ago. We teach these classes in university settings. We teach classes at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi campus, and Oakland University. The courses are seven to eight hours in length. We teach them every single month, and we'll teach them over a full day Saturday or two separate evenings, like a Thursday Thursday or a Wednesday Wednesday, splitting it up into two separate evenings. It's a lot of content. It's 200 page textbook. There is a fee to attend. There's tuition. Um, it's $29. Tuition's $29 to attend the class. And we turn around and donate all the tuition to charity, right? We just want you to have skin in the game that you recognize you're coming to an educational event where you're going to be taught on how to properly plan for retirement. So if you're interested in attending one of our courses, you can go to retirement planning edu.com retirementplanningedu.com you can register right there online you can check out the syllabus learn about the instructors and pay by credit card right online or you can call 1-800-240-8981 back with Kirk and Paul right after this
back with Kirk and Paul. So glad to have you on the program today. I'm Megan Mozak, and we're talking about simple versus complex. Is simple better when it comes to your retirement planning? And let's face it, if you're trying to sell something, Kirk and Paul, simple works. I think about all those slogans out there, Nike, just do it. Or how about when it comes to milk, right? We all know this one, got milk? Or how about McDonald's? I'm loving it. Those work if you're trying to sell a product. But when it comes to retirement, that's not what we should be trying to do, right? Exactly. But but I loved, I, actually, I loved, I forgot some of those. So I loved your examples. I mean, here's the, here's the reality. And there are a couple of challenges. The first challenge is, is that the, you know, all of you aren't being educated, right? So, you know, we don't learn finance in class, right? There's no financial literacy classes for us. So most consumers really aren't educated on this topic. So they don't even really know. They, they don't know what to expect. They don't even, people, all of you don't know what to look for, right? So when, when you watch TV and Vern, you know, the rabbit is telling you all you have to do is, you know, buy this orange thing and it's simple, right? You guys, I mean, people just assume that's the way it is, right? If you don't know any different. It's cute though. It is very cute and it makes, it makes everyone feel really good, right? We all, and we all want to feel good with our finances. But the challenge is if you, if you don't know any different, then that you assume that's the right way to be. And so the part of the problem stems, Kirk, is that people just don't get educated, right? I mean, how many times do we meet people in classes and they say, other than a dinner seminar, they've never been to a class where anyone's taught them how to do tax planning and income planning and legacy, right? I mean, we hear it all the time. And, and we know those dinner, what happens at those dinners, right? Simple. Yeah, something simple and an annuity is being sold. Exactly, so, right. So- uh, you know, I, I think, you know, you think about as we're growing up, everything is taught around in terms of investments is, you, you know, your risk profile. When we're younger, we should be more aggressive. And then you start looking at mutual funds and everything's talking about average rates of returns and benchmarked against the, the, the markets, the S&P 500. What's ironic, what they don't talk and teach to you, and what's ironic about the average rates of returns that everyone's that everyone promotes and talks about is that I can actually show you how you have an average 10% rate of return and only take 5% out of it for 20 years and you will run out of money in 17 years. I know it doesn't make sense, right? And that's why they sell it that way. But if you lose money early in that example I used where you average 10% re rates of return over a 20 year if you lose early and you're taking 5% a year out to live on, you're going to outlive your money. I can show you how you have a 7% average rate of return over a 10-year period, and you've lost money. Average rate of return isn't real return, nor does it account for your distributions and when you're taking them. So it's not simple. And P.S., stop worrying. I know many of you are really good at picking investments, and you guys have done all this research, and you read your money magazines, and you're watching CNBC, Closing Bells, who are telling you, buy this and do that and you've got uh, what's his name who's got the buzzers and boo oh. booyah and all his bad money mad money mad yes. money mad Thank money right. bad money bad, yeah. sorry, sorry, <laughs> interesting sorry. yes so I, I get that's great for tv but investing isn't that difficult it really isn't i mean one day the public is going to open up uh, open their eyes and realize just buy an index fund when you're younger leave it alone and and you're going to beat just about everybody I mean, you know, I think it was Bogle, the founder of Vanguard, that said passive indexing is going to win over a long period of time. And he consistently was right time after time. So it's not difficult to choose the investments. That's not the, 
difficult part. That's the easiest part of what Paul and I have to do. In fact, I would argue for many of you, you've already bought the furniture for a home that you haven't built yet. In other words, if you're choosing your investments before you design a plan and where you're going to take money from, when you're going to take it from, how you're going to take it from and know where the traps are, well, then how do you know you've bought the right investments for your particular plan? That's where it gets more complicated. That's why it can't be that simple. Right. So, Kirk, I I want to just clarify something because I'm listening to us and what I'm hearing is potentially conflicting messages. So I think it's important to clarify because on the one hand, we're saying that investing is simple. It is. And we're also saying retirement planning isn't. Right. It so isn't. I, I, exactly. <laughs> so I just want to make sure if you're listening and you're scratching your head a little bit out there and thinking, wait a second, we are saying that. What we're saying is the investing is the easiest part. It really is the easiest part, especially if you're younger, especially if you're younger and you have many years before you're touching it. Really, investing is the easiest part. Re- planning for retirement. That's not easy at all because it's not just about investing, right? Well, it isn't, right? It's not just growth at all costs, right? It's not just trying to choose the best investments to give you the greatest return. You're managing a lot of different things here, right? You're part of the sandwich generation. You're, you're going to have parents that potentially are going to need help in finance and money for health care. You're going to have children that are going to go through a divorce in the 30s with kids and come back home and going to need help or come out of college and they're going to need you to help them. We, we you, did a class, I mean, a, a show about this, didn't we, Paul? We did. We did. The sandwich generation. Right. So, so that means additional income that we didn't originally plan for. In fact, our data shows that every 3.2 years, you're going to have an unexpected expense that you did not budge, budget for above and beyond your regular lifestyle income. So that promotes a secondary problem, right? What account do you take it from? And is it taxable? Do you take it out of your IRAs and your 401ks or your non-IRAs? When do you take money out of your 401ks? When are you forced to take money out of your 401ks? There's so many variables to retirement planning. There's just nothing simple about it. And to choose an investment for a retirement plan is like having a really great piece to a puzzle that's very attractive. Unfortunately, it doesn't fit into your puzzle. It may fit into your neighbor's puzzle or your friend's puzzle, and that's why it was great for them, but it's not going to be good for you because it doesn't fit in your puzzle. And Paul, will you ex- talk about the classics? Because that's at its core why we've been teaching these classes. No, it, it, it's, it is because I think at the end of the day, we realize this is a very complex subject. And the only way for people to really be able to do it is to have knowledge, right? Because we know if you have knowledge, you have power to make good decisions. So, so as Kirk has said, we teach a class typically once a month held at local universities, uh, University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi Campus, and Oakland University. And usually once a month, it's either an all-day Saturday, eight hours, or broken into two evenings, 200-page textbook. It costs $29 to attend. And we, what we try to do is make this very complex subject. We try to, to, to deliver it in a way that you learn about all the things that are important. So then you can go ahead and build your own retirement plan and you do it with information. So if you're interested, go to retirementplanningedu.com, retirementplanningedu.com. You can look at the syllabus and see all the subjects that we teach on or call 1-800-240-8981, 1-800-240-8981. And our program continues straight ahead.
We're so glad you're with us today on the program as I sit with Kurt Cassidy and Dr. Paul Mettler, and we talk about retirement planning strategies. And as I'm learning, Kirk and Paul, there's a lot more to retirement planning than simply coming in and having a one-time visit. This is really a more complex and really a more thoughtful process that you take individuals through. But sounds like we can get caught up in trying to keep everything super surfacy and simple, and that can be dangerous. Tell me how. Well, you know, the problem is, is that when you try to, sorry to say, dummy it down, right? When you, when you take some of these simple approaches and you make major decisions based on them, they can get you in a lot of trouble. And the reality is you're not going to know you've gotten in trouble until it's too late. So I think the best thing is to give an example. I, I mean, there are a lot, we can, there are a ton of examples out there where our industry really tries to make something complicated simple. But let's give an example. Let's talk about the 4% rule, right? The 4% rule says, and, and all of you have heard it. I suspect every one of you are, have heard it and probably have an advisor who suggested it. The 4% rule says you can, once you start taking distributions in retirement, take 4% of your investments and in a balanced portfolio of stocks and bonds, you take 4% out and you only have a 10% chance of outliving your money. That's the rule. That's how our industry has told you how to take your distributions once you retire. Now, that's pretty simple, right? I mean, it doesn't take a lot to calculate 4%, right? Pretty easy. So, Paul, they're saying take all your money, split it in half, half bonds, half stock. That's right. Take 4% 4 a year for income for for the rest of your life. That's right. And historically, you'd have about a 10% chance of outliving your money. Historically. Now, what chance of outliving their money now is? 25%, right? 25%. Why is that? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but we know what, what's happened to interest rates, right? The reality is now if you take 4% out, you have a 25% chance of outliving your, num- your, your, your money. And here's the thing. P- people are still being told this, Kirk, right? P- advisors are still using this 4% rule. Now, the majority of advisors still use this. So if you're going to use that rule, which we would recommend not to, if, you go, if you're going to use a simple rule, what's the real number? Now the new rule is 2.8%. You can take out 2.8% a year. And if you do that, right now, you have about a 10% chance of outliving your money. 2.8%. And, and let me tell you, to make it very simple to them why. The reason you're likely going to outlive your money if you continue using the 4% rule is we've had historically low interest rates. So if half your money's in, our, in bonds and we are averaging 4% below the historical fixed income bond interest rates, which is where we're at right now, there is absolutely no way your money can sustain a 20, 30 year retirement. It's not possible. The other flaw to that 4% rule, Paul, is what happens when you turn 70 and a half years old? What do you have to do? Take required minimum distribution. Right. Once we turn 70 years old, whether you want to take money out of your IRAs and 401ks, all your fours, if any of the fours, once you turn 70 and a half years old, the IRS says you must start taking money out of these accounts. At about? And, and by the way, out of accounts you've never paid taxes from, and they're going to make you take 3.65% at 70 and a half. By the time you're 80 years old, you're almost at 6% a year you have to take out. Once you're at 85 years old, you're at like, it's like 8% They're forcing you, to be clear. Force. They're forcing you to take that much So out. you're now 75, 80 years old. You can't just take 4% out anymore. They don't let you. So what is the likelihood of you outliving your money now using that philosophy? Significantly higher. Right? It is Significantly a higher. very, very flawed approach. Right. But, but, it's, but 
it's it's simple. E- it's simple, right? It's simple, and it takes about 30 seconds to teach you all that, right? <laughs> 30 seconds, right? right? It takes us 20 to 40 hours right. to build a plan for right. somebody. right. They can give you the 4% rule and move on to the next person and sell them the mutual fund or variable annuity they're going to sell them. So, Kirk, I think it would be helpful if we could take a minute to explain. I know he's looking at me like nothing could be done in a minute to explain one of the greatest risks to the 4% rule, which has to do with when you take money out and what's happening to the stock market, right? If the stock market's going down. As you're drawing money out, there's a great risk. That this, risk is? Yeah, it's called sequence of return risk. And this, we t- I think we talk about this every show. Literally, it's that important and it's that dangerous to most people's retirements. In fact, if you have a, a major market event, a significant correction in the first five years of your retirement, the chances of you outliving your money increase by 75%. It's that simple. So- this whole idea of taking a percentage of money out of a balanced portfolio is very dangerous, particularly, Paul, in the last three years. If you looked at a balanced portfolio of half stocks, half bonds, and 100% equities, they're over 90% correlated, meaning 90% similar in performance, which means potentially in a correction, if you're taking a withdrawal out of an account that has volatility in it, your chances of outliving your money goes up significantly, like 75%. So the key is, see, I hope this, this helps people understand. It's not what we invest in always. It's a combination of when are we going to take money out of the accounts that we're investing in. And how volatile are those accounts? Right. So being strategic about taking money from the right sources is what will or will not produce a successful outcome in retirement. When I when I say successful, it just whether or not you're going to outlive your money or you're going to have to significantly cut back your quality of life when you're in your 70s because you made an error. See, there's no do-overs, Paul, right? When you're right. younger, you make a mistake using these simple rules. No big deal. You just save more money. You work longer. You've got solutions. But when you're 75 years old, there's nothing to fix. It's too late. You spent your whole life working, your whole life working to accumulate that money. And because you made a few mistakes early in retirement because you took the simple approach, you have now compromised your entire retirement just because of taking the simple sales-driven approach. You can tell that this bothers us a bit. <laughs> so, so if you don't want a simple approach, right, we invite you to, get, to learn, right? We invite you to come to a class and get educated so that you can actually build your plan understanding all the potential risks. So let's talk about the class. So we teach a class held at local universities once a month uh, throughout Southeast Michigan, University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi campus, and Oakland University. It is a eight-hour class. Sometimes we do a full Saturday. Most often we break it into two evenings. It costs to attend. It costs $29 to attend. To be clear, we donate that $29 to local charities. We don't take that money because we want the money. We do it because we want you to be invested and we know you'll be invested if you pay for something. Okay. So come look at the class, go to retirementplanningedu.com and look at the syllabus, read about the instructors, see when the next course is and see and and, and register. If you want to call, you can call 800-240-8981 and you can also register when you call that number as well. Don't forget that website, register at retirementplanningedu.com. Back in a moment.
It is a pleasure to be here with Kurt Cassidy and Dr. Paul Mettler, where each week we focus on you, your retirement, your retirement planning, and the future that that will mean for you and your family. And there's so much to talk about. That's what I step away from each week after our shows, Kirk and Paul. There's a lot to digest here. Unfortunately, many people are are made to feel that this is a very simple, easy, quick transactional thing. You come in, you get a retirement plan in an hour, and you're on your way. Almost like getting an oil change. But boy, there's a lot more to it than that. <laughs> Actually, I love. I, actually, I love that analogy. It's like it, it's it's like what is it? The uh, Ed? What's what's the Uncle Ed's? Uncle, right. It's like Uncle Ed's. I love that. I love that. Yeah, this is definitely not Uncle Ed's, Kirk. Is it? No, it's not an oil change facility, is it? It isn't. It isn't. So let's let's do this. We gave one example, right? We talked about the four percent rule. I think we beat that up a little bit. Let's yep. use another one. So here's here's something that we hear all the time: the rule of a hundred. The rule of a hundred says you take a hundred and subtract your age. Your age is the amount you should have in bonds. The difference is what you should have in equities. So naturally, as you get older, the message is you should have more money in bonds, right? So right now, if you're 70 years old, the rule of 100 says 70% of your money should be in bonds, 30% should be in equities, right? That's the rule of 100. Seems to make sense, right? Bonds are safer, right? Everyone tells us bonds are safer, more conservative as we get older. We should just have more money in bonds, Kirk. So it, it seems to be a reasonable rule, right? What's so bad about having more money in bonds as we get older and less in equities? Why is that such a bad rule? Well, Paul, I think what's bad about the rule of 100 is is a lot, a lot of retirement experts. <laughs> right. It's a lot of bonds and right. a lot of retirement experts right now. You can line us up in a room, right? We're institutional money managers, right? We, we can line a bunch of us up in a room right now. And most of us in the room are going to say that in a rising interest rate environment, which many of us believe is coming, to be candid and to be fair, some have thought it's been coming for a while, but it's coming, right? Interest right. rates are going to rise. And when it does rise, there's going to be nothing safe about being in bonds. This is a different time. That old playbook, the old 60-40 playbook, is not going to work in the future. I mean, if you just look at the last three years, I've taken target-dated 2050 bonds. I mean, target dated 2050 funds and target dated 2015 funds and they have been like 96 percent correlated meaning 96 percent the same performance over the last three years and and i was going to go to target dated funds see i know if you're not familiar with the rule of 100 you're all exposed to it because it's in your retirement accounts it's in your 401ks you probably noticed in the last three to five years, all of your 401ks and your 403bs have these target dated funds that has a date at the end. It'll be a 2015, a 2020 fund, a 2025, a 2030. And what those funds are essentially is the rule of 100. The closer to the date, the closer the date is to today, the greater percentage you're going to have in bonds. So that date is a projection of when you're going to retire. And it, it, and it and it's correlated supposed to be correlated to your age. So it assumes that as you get closer, based on the rule of a hundred, you're going to have more bonds. That's exactly right. So if you have a 2050 that's further out, you're going to have far more equities. So doesn't that seem strange that over the last three years, the 2050 target dated fund and the 2020 target dated fund are going to be 96 percent the same in performance? That's because in a rising interest rate environment, which many people believe is going to happen, we'll see a situation where 
bonds and equities are going to be correlated, highly correlated in performance. In other words, they're going to both react in similar ways. So when the market corrects, the stock market corrects, and if interest rates are going up, so will your bonds go down. We saw this in the first quarter of 2018. Anyone that had bond funds in 2000, first quarter of 2018 saw it a good 5% loss in one quarter. That is not safety in our opinion. So this is why the rule of 100 can be so dangerous for retirees. And it's really just the, an old playbook, an oversimplified, the old 60-40 playbook that, um, you know, take your 4% out, right? And using the rule of 100 in a 40-60 playbook, you're going to be okay. And we're going to argue that you're not going to be, and our data is going to support that you won't be. Yes. And, and we're not alone, right? I mean, no, we're, we're I mean, not on an island here. This, right. isn't, this is, this is just not our opinion, right? This is, this is a, big, a big issue out there. This is a really big issue. But sadly, sadly, as, as Kirk mentioned, if, you're in, if you have a 401k or 403b, they are using the rule of 100. Whether, whether you want to, you know, if you're using a target-dated fund, that's based on the rule of 100. That's just the way it is. But the, but the truth is, it's actually even outside of these retirement plans. We meet people all the time who's, who are coming from advisors, and when we look at their portfolios, that's what they're using as well. I mean, that's what advisors are using. Why? Because how simple is it? It doesn't take a lot of thought, right? No. If Take your age, subtract your age. Let's find some bond funds. By the way, not bonds, but bond funds, which right. we could talk about one day, right? And it takes, what, five, ten minutes to allocate your portfolio. What people aren't telling you is if interest rates start going up, all of those bonds, which supposedly are safe, right? All those bonds are exposed to significant risk. So this wasn't intended to be a bond segment, right? It wasn't. But it, it wasn't. But, but we are clearly concerned about that in the future. We also know, no, we know this, right? It, it, you know, the, the retail places that you're going to to get help, the firms, the big firms that are well known, the people that you're working with, these aren't highly technical money managers or, or have finance degrees or uh, economists, these often are salespeople that have been trained to get, based upon these simple rules to give you a prepackaged cookie cutter plan. And, and, and they call it a plan. It's not really a plan, but it's, you know, it's a prepackaged portfolio allocation that you and the next 10 people that walk in to meet with that person is going to get the same thing depending on their age. It's that simple. You're all getting the same things. Candidly, I, you know, I don't want to pick on any particular firm, so I won't, but we can name the firms, and if you tell me the firm you're at, I can build your portfolio for you because these are prepackaged. So you need to learn, and that's why Paul and I are teaching these classes, how to build a retirement plan. It's not just the investing, not these simple rules. It's how, when, and why to take money from which sources at what age. So Paul and I teach these classes at the University of Michigan, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi Campus, and Oakland University. The classes are seven to eight hours in length. We teach them over two separate evenings or one full Saturday. It's $29 to attend. Tuition goes to charity. If you'd like to attend, you can register at retirementplanningedu.com, retirementplanningedu.com. Or you can call 1-800-240-8981. 1-800-240-8981. 
back with much more with Kurt Cassidy and Paul Mettler after this. Happy to be here with Kurt Cassidy and Dr. Paul Mettler. Kirk and Paul help you plan the retirement you want. And let's face it, that's what we're all after. We're working very hard. We're trying to build up those assets so we can live the life in retirement that we desire. And Kirk and Paul, this comes down to knowing who to listen to, what advice to take, whether you're listening to this expert or that, the conventional wisdom or the new thing. What do you do? What do you tell people who come into you and they have some preconceived notion because maybe they found something on Google? (laughs) If you Google retirement planning right now, you'll get a million hits. So there is, we call it the noise, right? Paul and I talk about the noise and how to filter the noise. In fact, that's uh, one of the major themes of our classes, right? In in why we spend not a dinner seminar, but an eight-hour class educating people, empowering people to be able to know how to build their own retirement plan, not choose investments, but how and when to take money from which accounts at what age to minimize taxes, to know where the traps are, to know unexpected expenses and what the data says, the percentage chances of this happening or a long-term care event happening or a child coming home. All of those variables, we spend eight hours in a class, eight hours educating people and we make you pay to attend the class right this isn't a for a solicitation candidly paul and i can only help about 40 percent of the people that actually want our help and if someone wants our help we force them to go to a class we won't help anybody unless they come to a full class because it's too complicated and we need to help people to filter the noise before i can we can help them it's there's just too many experts so-called experts that have the answer and I'll tell you, if the answer's simple, then it's a sales pitch. That's that's our strong opinion. Our industry has been using an old playbook forever and continues to use that playbook. And we've gone through a number of them, right? The 4% rule, the rule of 100. The third biggest rule that people are using is something we call conventional wisdom as it comes to income planning, right? When should you take the money out of which accounts? And if you go to your advisor or your broker right now, they're likely going to tell you you should be taking your money from your your IRAs and 401ks last. You should wait until you're forced to take those when you're in your 70s because you have tax deferral, and that's very powerful. Compound interest is very powerful. So we agree that that is a powerful thing, compound interest. We don't agree that you should be, should be waiting until 70 and a half to take money out of your 401ks and your IRAs. We believe you should be strategically bleeding that in, feeding that into your income stream. You should be using the IRA dollars, the money you've never paid taxes, and the money out of your 401ks. You should be using those in your 60s strategically managing your tax brackets. So if you know how and when to take money and how and when to take Social Security and how and when to give your charitable donations if you're giving them, and how to do it to maximize them. You can reposition a lot of your tax liabilities that you're going to pay from 70 on the rest of your life. You can reposition them in your 60s. You have an opportunity, a runway. Look, our average client is saving between five dollars and $15,000 a year in taxes. That's our average client. How, just by knowing the order, the sequence of when to take money from which accounts. And where the strategies and understanding the tax brackets and the opportunities that exist, particularly in your 60s. 
If you are saving five to fifteen thousand dollars a year in taxes, how much longer does your money last for you? How much more money are you leaving to your kids and your heirs? How does that impact your performance? Right? Everyone's focused on stock picking and market timing. How about just saving ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year in taxes? What does that do to your bottom line? Yeah, you know, Kirk, I, 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 I think about a person who recently I recently met. I mean. You know, we, we, we talk about this, and I think sometimes people listen, their eyes roll a little bit, like this is a lot of information. I think, to put a face to it, recently met somebody whose advisor, true story, whose advisor was saying exactly what you said, told this person- All of them do. Not That's the conventional take, wisdom. Right. Not to take any of their pre-tax, IRAs, 401ks, until 70 and a half years old. This was a woman who was in the 10% tax bracket <laughs> because she had a lot of other money, a lot of savings- a lot of money that she already paid tax, and she was in a ten percent tax bracket. That doesn't mean her income is low, Paul. Right? No, actually, no, we've her, got people one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year cash flow in the ten percent bracket. No, she wanted a decent amount of money. Her income was reasonably high, but she was in the ten percent tax bracket, and her advisor was telling her, "Wait until she has to take it." Big when, mistake. So, so all it took was sitting down and showing her. Right, that at seven and a half, she's going to be in the twenty-two percent tax bracket. Why not slowly bring some of that IRA money while you're in the ten percent tax bracket, so that when you're seven and a half, you're not at the twenty-two percent, you're at the twelve percent. And and it really, her her face lit up. Well, right? sure, because you don't have to spend that money, do it's, you? No, you no, can no. just convert it into Roth a convert. Roth. That's There's right. no limits, by the way. No income limits. There's no dollar limits. You can Roth convert as much as you want. Right. So the whole you're losing compound interest because you're losing tax deferral is not true. You don't have to spend the money, but you should take the money out of the taxable accounts. At least get them in a tax free account if you have that opportunity. But conventional wisdom would say don't do it. No, because why? Because it's not simple and it, took it takes time. It takes time to sit and plot out how much you can Roth convert every year to maximize and uh, you know how much income you're going to get and minimize the taxes in the future. It just took time. Well, that's what takes the time. People think it takes all of our time trying to build you a portfolio that's going to get you the best results and returns. That's not what takes us the time. It's what Paul just described. It's mapping it out, understanding what sequence to take money from, where, when, and how to minimize taxes mitigates what we call sequence of return risk to make sure you don't outlive your money. That's what takes us 20 to 40 hours. That's why the other advisor didn't do that. For sure, for sure. Well, I would also say it's a salesperson. They've been taught this. This is the old rule that everybody, you can read book after book, it's going to tell you the same conventional wisdom about when to take income. And it's a mistake. It's a huge mistake. We're missing so many opportunities. If you know you're going to be in a 24% tax bracket in your 70s and you're in a 10 or 12% bracket or even a 22% bracket, you should be converting or spending some of those dollars. Right. But we're getting in the weeds, and this is what we do talk about in our classes. So, again, we're going to invite you to attend our courses that are taught and held at the University of Michigan every single month, Eastern Michigan University, Michigan State University, the Novi Campus, Oakland University. We teach them every single month. They're seven to eight hours in length. This is. A, I hope you're, you're getting a taste of... You know, what we're doing in these courses, it's very comprehensive. We go through a 200-page textbook. You're paying to attend this course. It's $29 to attend. If you'd like to attend, then go to retirementplanningedu.com, retirementplanningedu.com. You can check out the syllabus and register right there. 
or you can call 1-800-240-8981. It's as easy as that. And we have much more with Kirk and Paul right after this. Here with Kirk Cassidy and Dr. Paul Mettler, we're talking about what it takes to build out your dream retirement plan. What I've learned so far, gentlemen, is that this isn't something you do in an hour, right? This is not going to the eyeglasses store and that promise that you'll walk out in an hour or less with your new frames, right? This is something that requires listening, dialogue, and doing some real hard number crunching to make sure you're covering all your bases and crossing your T's, dotting your I's. You can't just Google yourself into a successful retirement. And I want to talk about that because I know so often people have questions about Social Security. It's a decision we'll all have to make one day. And you're tempted to do that, right? You're tempted to visit Google and try to figure it out that way. Is that the best approach, though? Well, Google's going to produce a lot of calculators for you to help you calculate Social Security. And unfortunately, you know, again, this goes back to our industry doing a poor job of preparing people and educating people, right? So when we're making decisions on Social Security, again, obviously this is something we spend a fair amount of time on in our class. Not only are there hundreds of strategies for a married couple of how, when to take Social Security, there's 7,000 rules. And I, it, we're well aware that there's these calculators out there. We have access to the same calculators. The problem with those calculators is all they're really looking at is your Social Security benefits. And they're just giving you and produ- trying to produce the best outcome for a singular thing, a singular piece to your retirement puzzle, which is Social Security. That is one piece. It's a big piece. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a much bigger piece most people realize. Married couples, it's you know well over a million dollars of benefits over your lifetime. It's a big deal. This, is, this isn't something you want to make a mistake with. And when you make a mistake, what they have found, it's not tens of thousands, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars your mistakes are when you choose the wrong strategies. The calculator is simply going to produce a gross benefit over your lifetime, which one's going to give you the most amount of money. And they're going to give you a break even in terms of what year. If you live beyond 80, you should have used this strategy. If you think you're not going to live beyond 80, you should use this strategy, which is a little silly, by the way. There's there's no do-overs. This is, I, I would be very careful to plan for the worst and hope for the best in retirement. Just assume you're going to live a long time. Uh, there's a 40% chance in a married couple's one of you are going to live into your 90s, right? There, or actually, a 50% chance. I'm sorry. 40%, one of you will live till 94 years old. You're going to live a long time. Social Security is a big deal. The problem is, is when most people are trying to decide how and when to take Social Security, again, they're only looking at Social Security to make this evaluation. You must take, and it's something Paul talks a lot about in our class, is taking a much more holistic approach to this. You got to think of Social Security as simply one piece to your puzzle, and you got to see how that piece could impact all your other pieces to understand where and when to put the piece in the puzzle, right? I mean, it's sort of a silly analogy, but it is that simple, right? Because Social Security is taxable, and it also has tax implications to the other assets you have. So in our class, we show an example where we actually suggest taking Social Security at 65 years old. And because we did that, we were able to take almost $20,000 a year of IRA money and not pay any taxes on it. So I could take money out of 401ks and IRAs without paying any taxes on it by taking my Social Security early at 65, right? And then there's the, so 
There's all these variables. Please don't, I guess the point is don't fall in love with the one number because the one number is just one small variable of many that you should be considering when planning. Right. Uh, although it's e pretty easy to go to Google. It's powerful. I know. Right. It's really powerful. And I think people, people are drawn to it. And, and, and I do think you said this earlier, Kirk, and I, I, I think it's important to, to, st to restate it. I do think most people think the decision around Social Security is, is just it's not a big deal, right? I mean, I, don't, I, I just think most of you think you don't have to really spend a lot of time figuring it out. There are not a lot of options available to you, and, and the answers really aren't going to be that much different. And the reality is, I mean, in the class we show that depending on the decision you make over a normal life expectancy, it, we're talking about two to $300,000 difference. That's over a normal life expectancy if you make the right decision strategically or the wrong decision over li over a long life, we're talking about a half a million dollar difference, right? Yeah, Paul, it's not just the gross dollar amount, right? It's right. the net. So the difference, the two, $300,000 may be tax savings from other assets, right? right? So it's not just a simple calculator looking at Social Security because the variables where you get the savings or more dollars from may be coming from other sources because of the decision you made with Social Security. Right. So what's crazy is, What's crazy is that the one variable that probably has the greatest impact or one of the greatest impacts to when you should take Social Security, I suspect none of you have heard about. I suspect none of you have ever thought that your taxes will impact when you should take Social Security. Maybe your longevity, maybe your health, maybe how much the income, maybe how much other income you had. I suspect none of you have ever heard that taxes should be the thing, and it turns out Taxes is one of those variables that have a, a significant impact. Second most when, important, right? Uh, yeah, to health. To right? health. To, to when you should take Social Security, right? But to figure that out takes a lot of time. It just goes back to to do it right takes a lot of time, and most people don't want to spend the time. But guess what? This is your retirement. It's not your advisor's retirement, right? This is your retirement. If a mistake happens, who is it hurting? Not hurting them. It's hurting you. So we suggest getting educated. We suggest getting some knowledge so that when you make these decisions, you're making the right decisions and you build a plan for yourself that actually works for you. Okay, so let's talk about the class. Again, this is an invitation. Come to a class. We teach a class at local universities typically once a month. You can always find a class. Okay, it's an eight-hour class. You can do it all day Saturday if you want or make it two evenings. It's $29 to attend. Okay, eight, a 200-page textbook. Go to retirementplanningedu.com and you can learn about the class. You can read about all the subjects that we talk about, right? And you, could, you can see about taxes and income and legacy. And you can really understand the things that we talk about. You can also read about the instructors and you can learn about the things that we really are passionate about. So if you want to learn, go to retirementplanningedu.com, retirementplanningedu.com. You can also call 800-240-8981 and you can re register when you call. We invite you to get registered. Come build your own retirement plan at retirementplanningedu.com. Retirementplanningedu.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Opinions expressed are solely those of senior planning advisors and staff. All topics covered are believed to be from reliable sources. However, senior planning advisors makes no representations as to its accuracy or completeness.
This shall in no way be construed as a solicitation to sell securities or investment advisory services to residents of any state other than Michigan or where otherwise permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services offered through Strategic Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered through Senior Planning Advisors. Strategic Investment Advisors and Senior Planning Advisors are affiliated companies.